Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. If you really understand the landscape of social media and the psychology of sales, you should be able to take something you know and something you love and make some money from it. And maybe that money just pays your cell phone bill for the month. That's fine. From Milo, it's Freelance to Founder, where we tell the stories of solopreneurs who've built their businesses far beyond themselves. I'm your host, Brandon Hull. On today's show, a simple guy from Philadelphia by way of Florida soars to the heights of podcasting. He stubbornly perseveres through family tragedy, attends one key conference that opens up a world of possibilities, and now enjoys the freedom that comes with building a solopreneur business. This is the story of Michael O'Neill, host of the Solopreneur Hour podcast, a professional-level drummer and creator of the Art of the Interview course. He's got some hard-hitting thoughts on the exploding podcast industry that you need to hear if you're just getting started. But before we begin, a few words from the sponsors that make Freelance to Founder possible. Season 3 of Freelance to Founder is sponsored by FreshBooks, the number one invoicing software for freelancers and solopreneurs. FreshBooks recently released some major updates to better help you scale your business. From super fast invoice creation to automatic client reminders and lots of other cool features, FreshBooks is the number one choice for lots of our listeners and readers. In fact, this season, you'll hear from freelancers and solopreneurs just like you who have used FreshBooks to manage and scale their business. Real people who are running real businesses and using FreshBooks to do it. To try the all-new FreshBooks free for 30 days, visit freshbooks.com FTF and enter FTF in the How Did You Hear About Us section. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code freelance to save $400 hydro.com promo code freelance or just click the link in our show description have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone 
Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Do you know any full-time podcasters? How about one who's making more than a six-figure income primarily from their time and exposure behind a mic? It's still too new to think that you probably do. Successful full-time podcasters are rare, and that's because it's an art form just as much as graphic design, blogging, or even software development. I caught up with Michael O'Neill, who lives just 25 minutes down the road, to get his backstory and his expert insights on podcasting. I got a lot more. My dad was a... He was the interesting. He he worked for a company called Owens, Illinois, in um, we were in Toledo, Ohio. He was the head of their composite can division, and the best way to describe that is like it's like a Pringles can. It's like a cardboard can with you know the metal on the top and bottom. Just a couple of years before he would have kind of retired, you know, I think he was probably fifty three or something like that. He decided to leave Ohio. He had a chance to buy a uh, plant in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Or Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. And thank the lords that it ended up being Fairless Hills PA is the one he got because we would not be having this conversation. Michael's enjoyed a pretty easy life up to this point in the story, he admits. Upper middle class, living in the suburbs of Philadelphia. But then life forced some creativity upon the O'Neill family. Somewhere around 80, was that like 85 maybe? Um, the entire industry... That was, he was 75% of his, his business was oil. They switched universally, industry wide, switched to plastics in, 80, in 85 or 86. And it, it, that was it, killed his business. He retired to Florida. And I was right between 10th and 11th grade. And I was really, really upset about it. So we went from kind of doctors and BMWs to, to rednecks and pickup trucks. But Michael's dad grew up in the South. He was tough. Texarkana. He was the rub some dirt on it type of dad. It was not a um, uh, 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 intimate or nurturing kind of relationship I had with him. He was very, he was very madman. You know, he was the CEO that brought home the bacon, and that's you know he would come home and watch TV and go to bed, and then on Saturdays we would have to work with him. You know, we'd we'd be pulling weeds or picking up rocks or mowing the lawn or doing some sort of work, and that was expected. Michael's dad was the type who demonstrated principles and actions by example. He wasn't one to sit Michael down to teach him about life eyeball to eyeball. He was more about demonstrating principles and values. He expected his son to work in the yard on weekends right alongside him. My dad didn't teach me anything. Like, like what, what I mean is, there wasn't a lot of, uh, all right, there's slugger. Let me show you what it's like, uh, how, you, how you change oil or how you do it. Like, there's none of that. I don't recall my dad ever sitting down and teaching me a thing. 
But just being around him, he, what I learned from him was, first of all, you can fix anything. I got his, he wasn't particularly organized. So I'm a little bit like all over the place, but then I'm, I'm a little better. I broke that cycle a bit. The thing that I was super conscious of though, that was the opposite was that we never, like he never hugged and said, I love you. And you know, there was no intimacy in that. Towards the end, there was more. But I just remember saying, you know, when and if I become a father, I'm going to I'm going to change that. You know how we can overanalyze the ways our parents nurtured us? Often the things we do experience from or with our parents make us better, stronger people in the end, rather than anything they could have said to us. That's the way it felt things were between Michael and his father. I think we can make a choice. First of all, it's becoming conscious of what it was like. I think we have a choice to either continue the cycle if we like what it is or break the cycle if we don't. The pick yourself up by the bootstraps part, I've never wavered from that. That's always been how I've, I've gone through life. Though Michael's father moved them to Florida, it was never in Michael's plans to stay there. He longed to get back to Philadelphia and ultimately attended Temple University there. Michael put himself on a grueling regimen with classes his last three semesters before finally graduating. And a trip to Boulder, Colorado left him ready to call that city home. After graduating, he did exactly that, taking a position with a ski magazine where he spent half of his time doing web design and development and the other half of his time doing IT-related tasks. That job took its toll on Michael as he dealt with a dishonest leader. So he dabbled as a web design freelancer for a bit more before entertaining one last go at a typical corporate job. I had this awful middle manager named Kate. And if I, if I remembered her last name, I would totally call her out as being awful at her job. Her, her management style was terrible. She was super passive aggressive. And I don't, I'm not good at playing that role. They're much, people are so much better at being politically correct and being um, diplomatic than I am. I, the, that's where the Philly in me comes down. I'm like, what the F are you doing? That's, you're terrible at this. And so I realized after incident, after incident, after incident, that, oh, there's, this isn't, I'm not in the right place at all here. Well, you know how this story goes by now. It ultimately leads us to the Solopreneur Hour, Michael's podcast and the hub for his business. That business includes an intense course called The Art of the Interview, a unique mastermind called Solo Lab, and even a network marketing offshoot. Remember his time at Temple University? Michael's degree was in broadcast media. So 15 or more years later, it shouldn't be a big surprise that he was able to tackle podcasting so successfully, though he never held the prototypical broadcasting job. Let's hear it straight from Michael. Everyone is rushing to start a podcast. How has his become so successful with over 9 million downloads? The reasons are numerous. Here's one. At the, when I started my show, which was four years ago yesterday, um, there was nobody doing these kind of deep dive like this, like this show, kind of deep dive uh, interview type shows where you're getting into a real conversation with someone and, and, and following up on a, a, a pathway. The reason why there weren't that many and there really still aren't that many, podcasters are really bad at podcasting. I went to a school that was world renowned for broadcasters. When you go to ESPN, you're seeing a lot of Temple graduates. You're seeing, a, when you see national television, you're seeing people that went to one of three, they went to either Boston or they went to Temple or they went to, there's uh, one other, I think in Arizona. And that's it. 
Those are the three big broadcast schools in the world. I saw people going through four years of training to be able to get on a microphone. And now I can go to Amazon and buy an ATR 2100 and I'm on a microphone. Okay, it only begins there, but after the break, it gets real. Michael comes hard with what's great about podcasting, but why so many podcasters are delusional about what they should expect from it. Stick around, even if you're not a podcaster, because Michael's advice applies to anyone who's trying to start, build, and scale the business built around creativity or their personal talent. Season three of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by FreshBooks, the number one invoicing software for freelancers and solopreneurs. Lots of our listeners and readers use FreshBooks to help grow their business, including Ian. My name's Ian Vadas, and I'm a designer at ianvadas.com. And I've been using FreshBooks for years. Ian knows that when a client doesn't pay on time, it can really mess up your business. Their automated late payment reminder emails are a great feature that gives clients a nudge to pay up without having to actually have that uncomfortable money conversation that we all hate to have as freelancers. I've noticed that sometimes clients just forget when the invoices do. And that's one time when you really want an easy way to remind them without coming off like you're accusing them of trying to cheat you. If you're ready to start getting paid on time without having those awkward money conversations Ian's talking about, try FreshBooks free for 30 days by visiting freshbooks.com FTF and entering FTF in the how did you hear about us section. That's FTF as in freelance to founder. This season is also sponsored by Storyblocks. Have you ever been in the middle of a client project, your client has gone over scope and over budget, and getting the right visual elements for the project will take some kind of miracle? Well, Storyblocks brings you over 400,000 photos, vectors, textures, and icons, all for one super low annual price. Plus, for Freelance to Founder listeners, you'll get seven days free by visiting storyblocks.com founders. That's seven days free access to almost half a million quality photos, vectors, textures, and icons. Visit storyblocks.com slash founders. Welcome back to the show. Before the break, we explored Michael O'Neill's first steps into the corporate world and how much it turned him off. His Philadelphia upbringing and his broadcast media degree from Temple University gave him sufficient self-confidence and maybe even professional outlook to realize where his future lied, podcasting. I decided the second that I was going to start a podcast and I come from a showbiz family. So it's not like it's, I've been a professional drummer since 1990. So it's not like I was foreign to a microphone, but I, the second I spoke into my microphone, I said, I'm a professional broadcaster. If you research or follow the advice given to startup podcasters, most of it emphasizes the getting started part at the expense of doing it really well. It focuses on how easy it is to get into it with no experience. Just pick up a $50 microphone, as Michael says, watch these free YouTube tutorials, and you're on your way to stardom. But succeeding to the degree where you can actually turn it into a business is another level. What happened was we had a couple of people that approached podcasting from a marketing standpoint versus from an entertainment standpoint. They killed it maybe in a good way, maybe good for me, but they killed a huge swath of 
people that had potential shows that were always like, oh, I got to give my, I got to give my audience value. I got to give my audience value. I got to, and it's like, dude, no, you don't. You got to be entertaining is what you have to, you have to be better at your job. It's not about the words that they're saying. It's about the stories and the, it, the value is in the entertainment. It's the entertainment value that makes the solopreneur hour different. There are a multitude of interview shows out there, but Michael's shows feel live. There's little to no editing. Conversations go off on tangents. Guests sometimes start interviewing Michael. There are nuggets of wisdom, no doubt, but it's a show where you can listen while doing other things. It sort of hangs in the background, entertaining you while passing along business wisdom. People don't think it matters, but I'll tell you, when you get people like, it's different in 2013, when I interview a Pat Flynn or something like that, and you go, oh, that's cool, I'll share it. People don't share stuff anymore. You get an influencer on and they don't share because they've been on 500 podcasts. But if they have a great experience, they'll share it. And that's what we shoot for. We want, we want the great experience. And that's what I, you know, that's what I've always shot for is that. And then, and, and just being a real pro because that talent now has opened up into other things like being an MC of an event or doing live interviews on stage of all the keynote speakers or a potential TV hosting gig that I'm, that I'm in discussions about right now. Michael makes his money through podcasting in a variety of ways. His solo lab mastermind group is one important way, but he also has his Art of the Interview training course, his public speaking events, network marketing and affiliate marketing avenues. And what made him look at this in a professional way was one event he attended. I got a chance to do a creative live uh, in San Francisco with John Lee Dumas and Nick Unsworth and Greg Hickman. And was that it? I think that was the four of us. One of the main topics of my talk was, hey, guys, guess what? The pros are coming. The tipping point is starting to happen. We're starting to see actual original content. It wasn't just from people taking an NPR show and making it a podcast. It was Serial was coming out and Startup and real shows where they were like 10 person production teams that were actually trained in documentary style production. And, you know, it was the pros. It was the real deal. These people were leaving shows in Hollywood, you know, to start podcasts. And I said, you gotta, you gotta have your, your S together that, you know, you, you gotta treat this thing like a thing. John Lee Dumas is hailed as one of the trailblazers of podcasting. He launched the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast a daily interview show in November 2013 after extensive planning. There was no winging it with John Lee Dumas, and he's gone on to produce nearly 2,000 episodes, resulting in tens of millions of downloads. Michael's no slouch himself. His lively, unscripted interview show has resulted in over 9 million downloads. Now, if you wanted to duplicate his success, you might think you need to focus on equipment or show format, but another lesson in this for podcasters or graphic designers, or web developers, or any kind of freelancers, is this. Be a brand that stands for something specific. Michael and I were discussing a conversation in a private Facebook group for podcasters. That led him to recall another thread where a podcaster faced this very dilemma. I'll let him tell you about it. Um, it's funny, in the same group, there was another post this morning that I read about a guy that had been doing a weekly show, which is or a daily show, which is, again, is a terrible idea, I think. Um, unless you're crazy. John's crazy. We're talking about John Lee Dumas again here. And he's also uh, one of the most disciplined people I've ever known. So it's like, all right, well, if you want to do that, that's that's your, but you're a glutton for punishment. 
this guy's question was, you know, he's been doing it for two months and he doesn't want to do seven days a week anymore because, of course, you don't want to do seven days a week of anything, um, much less podcasting. I, my suggestion to him was, like, he wasn't getting any traction with this thing anyway. And he, his question was, should I, should I stop or should I just switch the format to once a week? And I was like, look, if you're not getting any traction anyway, you need to rebrand. The branding part is the most important part of this whole thing. Between that and the, the entertainment factor that I think people forget about is that you're in the media now, for better or for worse, but you're also entertainment. The, the reference I always use is think about growing up and your favorite teacher. It wasn't because they taught you the 10 best, you know, uh, algorithms in, in or fractions. It's because they were fun and they knew how to tell a story and they knew how to to deliver the information in a way that you found interesting when all you were is bored in school. So if they can get through that wall, it's because they have a great personality and, and we really need to work on developing our personalities a little more. The one area where Michael O'Neill does agree with a lot of the new entrepreneur wisdom out there is in how easy it is to get started. As one who's found numerous ways he can leverage a podcast to produce a reliable, increasing income that's opening even bigger doors, he's seen what's possible for freelancers who have bigger dreams. Now that I've been exposed to this for a few years and I've seen, there's almost no excuse to not be able to build some kind of solopreneur gig, side hustle, business, whatever you want to name it, in 2017 using the free tools that we have. You mentioned earlier that anybody can podcast. Well, that's true for better or for worse, right? It's like, so it, it's like, oh, anybody can shoot a gun. Um, it's it's one of those things where I think that uh, if you if you really understand the landscape of social media and the psychology of sales, which is something very fascinating to me, then you should be able to take something you know and something you love and make some money from it. What do they say? It's simple, but it's not easy. Others take advantage of their circumstances, even when they seem dire or unfortunate. For Michael, what kicked things into gear for him was personal tragedy and how he turned that into the fuel he needed for the next phase of his life. I think sometimes it's a choice and sometimes it's circumstance. So I had a little bit of both, you know, I, my, my parents passed away very quickly and it, it's a long story, but they were sick for a long time and it really drained my whole financial, uh, life. I, I lost all of it. Um, and so that was, that was a, so that was the lack of a choice. It was just how oh, here it is. And then B it's that cliche necessity is the mother invention. So, so there's two things. The best way to, to, to think of that choice is, well, first of all, what's the worst that can happen? If you, if you're strategic about your launch, meaning if you very consciously lower your overhead, which is the biggest issue I think that most freelancers have is they think they're just going to be able to live this lifestyle where they have, you know, a 2017 BMW 335 and they've got this nice luxury apartment and they've done, you know, so their overhead's four grand a month. And it's like, all right, that's a tough nut to crack when you're just grabbing clients. It's like, you have to think, all right, all right, let me get a, you know, let me grab a 2008 Civic that's paid for and let me get a roommate. And all of a sudden my low, my, my overhead's 900 bucks a month or a grand a month. If you think about the stress level of your life when you're like, holy crap, I have to pay rent right now. I'm not even close to being able to do that. If you're able to lower your 
your overhead significantly, you're like four Uber shifts away from being able to pay rent. You know what I mean? I've saved some really introspective wisdom from Michael for last. As he looks over what he's accomplished in moving from freelancer to highly successful podcaster and business coach, is there room for more? Is there something else he could or should be doing? Of course, he sees that. But his answer gives you something to chew on as you think about your own freelance or solopreneur journey. Good is the enemy of great. So right now everything is good. Or let's say great, in this case, great is the enemy of extraordinary. So I have a, I would say I have a, like a, all measurable metrics, a pretty great life. You know, I live where I want to live. I get to do a lot of stuff I want to do. The rent's paid and that kind of thing. But is can I make more of an impact if I make a few moves? Probably, you know, I probably could be making a bigger impact on the world, on my wallet, on my friends and family's lifestyle. I think I could be making a, a bigger impact there. So that's, you know, part of this learning curve for me. My, what I always say is I like talking into the mic. I'm not that interested in much else. It's, it's, it's true. I mean, so if I had a, if I had a, a baller team around me that was just dealing with all the stuff, that would be great. Uh, but, but uh, I'm also the guy that, you know, I like to work on my own car and I like to, to fix my own bike and I like to do, you know, I, I like to do it all myself. And that's the story of Michael O'Neill, host of the uber-popular Solopreneur Hour podcast. You can find him at solohour.com. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast, and if you're into podcasting, check out his Art of the Interview course. Listen, if you enjoyed this episode of Freelance to Founder, please give us your review on iTunes. We really appreciate your feedback and your comments and sharing the podcast with your friends. Coming up in our next episode, Joanna Weeb founder of Copy Hackers. For Preston and the rest of the Milo team, I'm Brandon Holm. Thanks for listening to our show, Freelance to Founder. We'll catch you next time. You may think that being a professional at podcasting matters to Michael because his degree is in broadcast media, or due to another side gig he has as a professional drummer. But it's really about your mindset, how you approach what you do for a living, how seriously you take the craft.